Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. I just wanted to contribute a little to the conversation around exercise and weight loss and clear up maybe a little confusion that I commonly see in working with clients and chatting with people the role of exercise and weight loss. And uh, the, the best way to illustrate this is um, whenever I was finishing up a soccer game a few nights ago, I was walking out with one of the gals from the opposing team and um, she mentioned how sore she was from CrossFit. And I was like, girl, do you do CrossFit in the morning and then play soccer at night? And she was like, yep, I do it every morning and I'm still fat. And... Um, And my heart just really went out to her because I've seen her play. She plays soccer all the time. And, um, you know, if you know anything about CrossFit, it is a very intense workout. And, um, you know, it's it's very strenuous and can be kind of hard on your body. And soccer is very strenuous as well and can be kind of hard on your body. And you do both of those things in one day. And there's a lot of over-exercising happening. And, um, And I just said, you know... Of course, I had to say something, and I just said, "You know, did you know that that um, that sometimes with with weight loss, it's not really about exercise; it's more about stress and hormonal imbalance, and that can sometimes be the blockage. It's not that you're not exercising enough, because girl, you're putting forth some major effort." And she was like, "Oh, really?" And so, anyway, we we got onto a great um, conversation um, around stress. So that really got me to thinking about how many people are so tuned into exercise being the way out um, of of getting rid of extra weight. And um, again, I just want to say exercise is awesome. I do it all the time, but not for the purpose of weight loss. Exercise, the purpose of it is, in my mind and in my um my experience is that exercise is so awesome for unlocking your energy, really helping energize you, clearing your mind, helping your body function more efficiently, helping with detoxification of your body because it gets the lymphatic system moving. It also just helps you become more strong and flexible in life so that you can do the things you're wanting to do. But when it comes to weight loss, you want to look at other aspects of health. And so that's what we're going to unpack today. Um, So, you know, whenever I was, just a little anecdotal evidence here, whenever I was dancing um, several years ago, I noticed that it didn't really matter how much I danced. I was was, uh, exercising probably three hours every day, sometimes more, and my weight did not budge. And I see this often with some of the dancers that I've worked with doesn't matter how much they exercise. The weight is not about calories in, calories out. It's not about um, putting in a certain amount of calories and then burning those calories. Um, What it is about are two things. There are two things that I believe have the most significant effect on weight. So when you're wanting to work with weight, you want to, number one, work with your food. And um, the food aspect of it is a really important aspect, and I'm going to unpack that a little bit. But number two, that I believe to be even more impacting, is working with your mind, your emotions, your stressors. Because here's the thing about stress. Uh, what stress does is it, and it can be in all sorts of forms, you know, stressors can be um, in, in, uh, in the form of 
of, uh, you know, anxiety about your job, or it can be stress around what you're eating, or it, it can be um, in all sorts of different emotions, but it basically creates lots of negative emotional impact on your body. And this is what was happening with this um, soccer gal that I talked to. When we were talking about stress, she said, yeah, I'm just stressed about everything. I'm stressed about my kids. I'm stressed about my work. I'm stressed about my life. I'm stressed about exercise. I'm stressed about everything. And I remember that feeling for several years ago before I um, encountered how to work with the stress and the emotions and work with my mind, I had what I call an inner weight, um, an ongoing low-grade stress response that caused this heavy feeling all the time. And it was so familiar that I didn't even know that it was there. I had just gotten so used to it that I didn't even know how much it was um, creating this this heavy inner, like, like just a, a weight inside my stomach that just was constantly just weighing me down in life. And I didn't know what it was until I felt what it, what it was like to live without it. And once you feel what it's like to live without it, it's like, whew, I'm never going back to that. And so the, the learning how to work with your mind and emotions and those stressors has a significant impact on your weight because the way stress, stress works with your body is it causes inflammation. And if you know much about inflammation, that is the root cause of so many diseases. And stress also sends a signal to your body that um, that there's really something, something big, something uh, wrong going on in the outside world. So um, as we have, um, you, you know, from... I'll have to go back a little bit with our primal brain. You know, our primal brain is is um, wired for survival. And the part of our brain, the limbic system, that produces the stress hormones is the primal brain, our survival brain. It's all about making sure that we get enough to eat and that we can, you know, survive living in this world. So what happens with our primal survival brain is unless we know how to work with it, it's literally stuck in the past. So... Our brain gets stuck in the past around having a food, so we have an internal famine mode going on inside our brain. So if our brain senses stress, it thinks there's famine, and it literally holds on to weight, whether it's needed or not, rather than releasing the weight. Also, you know, it fears things like, um, you know, having uh, natural disasters and needing to make sure that you're you stay warm, and you know, all these stressors. Um, are supposed to be kind of motivators for our primal brain to figure out how to help us survive. But, you know, in our um, society now, you know, we have enough food. Food is everywhere. We, we have warmth. We have a lot more security than our primal brain did when we lived in a more like tribal life um, and more out in the elements. So our, our, um, our environment or in, and our culture has evolved in a sense, but our brains sometimes stay stuck in the past. And that, that causes this stress to kind of, in a sense, be inherited over time. Kind of like um, an, an example of this would be both of my grandmothers, and I love them dearly. They're awesome. One has passed away and one is still living, but both of them lived right around the time of the Depression. And so they, um, they, 
they and their parents, you know, walked through this time when there wasn't, they weren't even sure if they were going to get enough to eat. And so they had to learn how to be so uh, careful with their resources. And so they would just hoard everything. So to this day, there is, um, there, there can be a lot of just hoarding going on, saving things and holding on to things, even though it's not really necessary anymore. Um, so that's a part of their survival brain that is learned. And then what happens is that kind of gets inherited over time and we hold on to things that we don't need to hold on to. And in our, in our primal brain really in, interprets that as extra weight often. So this is just um, to give you a little bit of an understanding as to why our, that stress can cause our bodies to hold on to weight if it senses a threat. And here's the key. It can be a real or imagined threat. It may not be even a real threat, but if it's, it's, if it's perceived or imagined, it might as well be real because of the way it affects our, our bodies and our system. So we have to learn how to work with the stress, the mind and emotions to draw it out of the past and bring it into the present. So the other thing that causes stress is, is that first point that I talked about is the food. Um, there are lots of foods that contain chemicals in them and um, what I call confusing foods that are very stressing to the body. They cause inflammation, they cause stress, and so the body has to work a whole lot harder, and so it's causing the systems of our bodies to, um, to work harder, to create the stress, and, um, and so it, that is, is exacerbating the problem. So um, you may have heard of a, of a program. There's a little more anecdotal evidence here. There's a, there's a program called WildFit Program that has huge amounts of success in helping people lose weight. And the creator of the program said that, you know, his, his whole philosophy is that 5% of the, this whole picture of health and weight loss is really not, I mean, is, is really about the exercise, about 5%. The other 95% of success with losing weight is working with food and working with your mind. And those are the things that I've totally seen to be true in my practice. Um, another good evidence of this is if you're familiar with John Gabriel, he's a, he's a very popular weight loss expert out there, but he has a very unique way of working with um, with weight loss because he himself weighed over 400 pounds and he lost all of that and return to an awesome, very fit, strong uh, looking body um, in, a, in a relatively short amount of time, not by exercising a ton. He did like, he, he did bike riding, I think 20 minutes a day, three times a week. Um, but he worked with his food, he worked with nourishing his body, and he worked with his mind and emotions and his stress. And he lost over 250 pounds and, um, and still looks about that Today, So he's been able to maintain that over about 10, 10, 15 years. I don't remember how long it's been, but it's been a while. And his main thing is using visualization, meditation, whole foods, and, um, and just, you know, moving your body is really important, but it's not about the exercise as the main thing. So in my practice, what I love to use is EFT tapping, and that stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And the reason I love it is because you can use it both for food issues, like when you're having trouble letting go of those confusing foods, like the sugar and the caffeine and the processed foods. When you're having trouble letting go of those things, you can use the tapping in a very unique way to work with the food. 
And you can also use it to work with the stress and the emotions and working with your mind. I kind of create create my own little EFT tapping meditations and visualizations to really help get your mind on board, your, your deeper subconscious mind that stores this stress and these emotions and these, these things that are stuck in the past and then really helps you draw your, your subconscious mind into the, the, the truth and, um, and, and really helps you visualize the body that is, a, is you, not the body that's stuck in the past and really helps clear that stress. Uh, I have a client who recently told me that she's been um, she's a school teacher and she's been really busy working on her her room and you know school's about to start and um, she she loves yoga and she loves eating healthily but in the last couple of weeks she hasn't really been able to do either of those things very well she's done what she can do you know but she hasn't been able to really zero in on those as much uh, especially the yoga she hasn't been able to exercise as much as she really wants. Um, and at the school, they're providing these lunches, and, and she's like, "Okay, I'll just kind of go with it." And but every single day, she has done some of the EFT tapping meditations that I assigned to her every single day, and she said she's lost like seven pounds just in the last couple of weeks. So that's a great example of the way that just working with your mind alone—if you could do nothing more than work with your mind—and then of course work with your food where you can. Um, great health and and weight loss really begins there in these deeper layers. It's so fascinating to watch this progress just happening right in front of my eyes. So if you want more information about EFT tapping, about how to work with your mind, about the approach that I use, you can go to anaheinz.com. There's more information about the retreat that I co-created with my colleague, Rachel Atkinson. There's a retreat coming up September 27th through October 1st, and we're going to be using these concepts and many more and packing them into this five-day retreat for women. You can also find out more about one-on-one coaching with me and the online programs that I offer. So lots of love to you all, and I will speak to you again soon.